Welcome to Two Book Minimum, because life's too short to only read one book at a time. I'm Monica Fumarolo. Back to school season is upon us, full of changes and fresh starts and new beginnings. At least that's how it feels or looks on the surface. There's the stuff people may be willing to talk about, travels and adventures and dreams that came true. But not everything in people's lives is shiny. There are some things that stay hidden in the dark, secrets we cannot share, monsters who threaten to tear it all down. This episode focuses on two novels in which secrets play a big role, and while the truth may set characters free, are they willing to pay the cost? I'll be talking about Isabel Cañas' upcoming release, Vampires of El Norte, but first up is The Rule of One by Ashley and Leslie Saunders. Raise your hand if you feel like the past eight years have felt more like 80. I know I've felt that way, and the way that some dystopian fiction seems eerily close to painting a picture of life as we know it has made that time even more elusive. In The Rule of One by Ashley and Leslie Saunders, published by Skyscape in 2018, the reach of government hits close to home. In a future United States existing on a planet where climate change has destroyed the food supply and a large population cannot be supported, a law has been enacted across the land for several generations. The rule of one. One child per family. Every state has its politicians and leaders to enforce the rule, but in Texas, the head of the family planning division has a secret. Identical twin daughters. For their entire lives, Ava has been the name that goes out into the world the one with the government-mandated microchip, the only one who legally exists. But every night, she and Mira fill each other in on what happened out in the real world before they switch places. One goes to school while the other stays home, sticking to their carefully constructed routines so no one will suspect they are actually two different people taking turns with one life. But the plan isn't foolproof. And when their secret is exposed, the girls go on the run across the country seeking answers, safety, and a sense of an independent self that neither of them has ever been allowed to have before. This was a fast-paced dystopian adventure, one that contains themes anyone who's been paying attention to the news can easily relate to, such as bodily autonomy, climate change, and the increasing rate at which the U.S. government seeks to control individual citizens. Aspects of this world-building clearly harken back to George Orwell's 1984, others to Octavia Butler's legendary The Parable of the Sower. I think it's also important to note that this book was written by a pair of identical twins, which added an interesting and authentic layer to our protagonist's relationship, both to the world and to each other. I have this book in my middle school's library where it has been consistently read ever since it came out, particularly popular with my 8th grade students after they do their annual dystopian unit. There are some elements, however, that may make younger readers want to wait until they're a little bit older to pick this one up. It is correctly classified as a young adult novel. There is some swearing, there are allusions to mature situations, and at two points in the book there are attempts of sexual assault, one more obvious than the other. If you have read Veronica Roth's Divergent, it is on par with an event that takes place in that novel. The ending of this book clearly sets up for the sequels that follow, and I hope to pick them up down the road as well. If speculative fiction is something you crave, then you absolutely must pick up Vampires of El Norte, the second novel by Isabel Cañas, being published by Berkeley in 2023. 
Tensions are at a boiling point in 1840s Mexico in the northern lands. Not only are the Yankees from Texas trying to push their border south and claim long-occupied Mexican lands for themselves, but people on ranchos across the country are constantly at risk of the mysterious Suzo. Those who are attacked by the unknown creatures quickly find themselves on death's door, and if they manage to survive, they are weak for a long time after they claw their way back to the land of the living. Nena would know better than anyone and dedicates herself to being a healer, despite being the daughter of a landowner and expected to marry for advantage. She doesn't remember the night she was attacked nine years ago, but knows Nestor left, and she's never been the same since. But Nestor does remember. It's why he's been working for himself, on the run from his past ever since. But now the childhood sweethearts are reunited in the name of saving the land they love from two different kinds of monsters. Those who are men, and those who are the stuff of nightmares. It's official. Isabel Cañas has completely changed my notions of what a horror novel is. This is her second published novel and a wonderful example of how speculative fiction is a wide umbrella where every person, location, culture can find a home. More than anything, I actually think of this novel as an action-packed historical novel, but, you know, with vampires. Only these vampires aren't anything like you've seen before. They are steeped in lore, lurking in the shadows of our minds, the kinds of monsters on par with dementors or weeping angels. This monster has been redefined and reimagined, and it scared the daylights out of me, but in a good way that kept me coming back for more. Kanyas is officially one of my auto-buy authors. And that's the story for now. I'm currently reading Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson, and until next time, happy reading.